Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms. This is episode 181, Importance of Organization in Times of Chaos with professional organizer, Monique Horb. Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there. I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with me today, along with our special guest, as we kick off a series talking about all things organization. Now, this episode is brought to you by Amanda Nybert's program called Lean. Now, you might have heard me talk about this program before. It is a program I absolutely believe in. If you are looking to get healthy, to shed weight, to start exercising, and really take control over your health and what you're putting into your mouth. It's a seven-week program that I have actually done twice. I believe in it so much. And not only has it made me feel great, but it's helped me lose some unwanted weight. And as we're talking about spring cleaning, summer is right around the corner. And so if you have a goal of wanting to get healthier, wanting to shed some weight before it comes, you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash lean to learn more about this program. Okay, before we get into this episode and we're talking about organization, I have a confession to make. I naturally love cleaning and organization, like all things, all things that fit into this category, I naturally love. And I understand that not everyone feels the same way, and that is totally cool. That's totally okay. Not everyone has to love that. But whether you love it or you don't love it, there is a certain degree of organization that we all need to have in our lives in order to fully function in the way that we know that we ought to be functioning and to fully function at our optimal level. Now, let me first tell you a little bit about this series that we're doing with Monique Corb. Now, Monique is a professional organizer, and she is so passionate about helping women who are busy and tired and overwhelmed. Now, she specializes in helping people organize their homes and their paper piles, which we all know we all have, so that we can be more productive and have more time on our hands and more energy so we can live life on purpose. Now, her business is called Organizing Your Chaos. And what I love about her is that her story really stems from finding the necessity of creating organization in her life in a time when life was super chaotic. I mean, we're talking about depression, bankruptcy, adoption, marriage, medical crisis. Like she felt like things were a little bit out of control. And in that season of her life, God really opened up what organization could do for her. And through twists and turns, she learned that with an organized home, she was able to manage anything that life threw at her. And that is exactly how we are kicking off this series is really talking about the importance of being organized and how you can really start to take those initial steps of getting organized in your life, whether it's organized in your time, organized with your calendar, organized with the stuff that is all around you. Because sometimes when life gets crazy and things get busy, those are the first things we let go of. Like we just kind of go into survival mode and we don't think about organizing things or keeping things organized that we already have. Trust me, I know from personal experience. 
But it makes life so much easier if we can stick to those routines, if we can stick to that organization. Now, after this episode, Monique will be back in a few weeks to walk us through some really practical steps in organizing two key areas in our houses. So the next time Monique comes back after this episode, she's going to be talking about how to take on the organization project of your kitchen. And then a couple weeks after that, she will be back to talk about organizing your master bedroom. Now, what I love about Monique is that she is a very practical woman. She speaks from experience. I mean, six kids, hello. She knows what she's talking about when it comes to organizing things and having that chaos all around us. And so I know you're going to love learning from her as we go throughout the series, and especially with everything she has to share with us today. Now, remember, we are going to be linking to everything that Monique is sharing about in our show notes. You can always go to yourliferocks.com to get the show notes for this podcast and to learn more about Your Life Rocks because we have so much more to offer you as a working mom than just this show. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Monique. Monique, welcome to the show. I am so excited to chat with you today all about organization and why it's important and so many different aspects and really kick off this great series with you. But before we talk about all of the brilliance that you brought for us today, share with our listeners a little bit more about who you are. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Jenny. My name is Monique Horb. I live in Northwest Indiana with my husband of 25 years and I'm a mom to six. Six, kids. six yes. kids. Amazing. I, yeah, they're right now, they're between the ages of 17 and 24. Two are in college and four are living with us right now. That's incredible. So you obviously know your stuff when it comes to organizing the chaos, because I can only imagine how chaotic it is having six kids. Uh, yeah, it can be. And it has been. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely a period of time where I just didn't, even know what end was up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So I love this because this, I think that this is such an important piece because some of us, like me, I have two kids. And sometimes I feel like that's a lot to manage with all of their stuff and all of the things that come into the house and all of the things that eat up our time and resources and focus and attention and all of that. So to have someone who has such great experience multiplied that by three, having six kids versus my two, I think is going to be really incredible. And as we're kicking off this series with you, I mean, organization is something that I absolutely love. And I know people are always super hungry to have. And so if you're listening to the show, know that today we're talking about ways of why it's important to organize ourselves, both time, with money, with how we're managing our stress and just overall organization in our busy seasons. But we're also going to have Monique come back in a few weeks to talk about real practical steps in organizing different spaces in your house. So this is going to be a great kickoff series. And you know, Monique, one of the things that I think is so common with women, especially working moms, is that we often have seasons where we are feeling very overwhelmed, very stretched thin, or maybe even a season where there's a new baby or maybe something traumatic has happened. And honestly, like the, when this has happened to me, it's always like survival mode. And the first thing to go is organization or even thinking about organization. So why do you feel like that is the case for us? And, and why should we be doing something different? I think, because go back for myself, you know, got married, had one baby, you know, had a second baby, had a third baby, and did things little by little. 
And I think when you do things little by little, it sometimes can seem easier. But then when something major hits you, somebody gets sick, there's a job change, you know, there's a life change. And those unexpected things that you don't plan for can throw everything out the window. And it can be so overwhelming and frustrating where I think that if you can plan ahead on how you can have a basic structure, and I'm not talking about, you know, the letter of the law, but if there's a basic structure on how you can manage your time and your things and your stress, that when the unexpected things happen, they're easier to manage. And yeah. that's why it's really important. Amen. Amen. You're totally speaking my language because I am, I'm not always good with like the physical organization, but definitely with time organization, I'm definitely a systematic person. I love having habits and having those core pieces. So no matter what life throws at me, I have like that solid center. I have a solid foundation that I can kind of move and shift things around on. And I have definitely seen that be important because I haven't always been that way. And yeah. I've certainly gone through seasons of life where I was just kind of riding by the seat of my pants. And oftentimes when I know women find this show, they can really relate to that. So talk to us a little bit. I know we're going to talk a lot about time, money, and stress, but let's first talk about time because I feel like that is kind of the, the center of everything organization is finding that time. Yeah, how we use our time affects our friends, family, and work. And it affects our emotions and our relationships. And it's not just using a calendar, you know, having a schedule, but knowing where you need to be when you need to be there and who else that you're responsible for, you know, what they need is really important on how we plan our time. So I like to ask people, are you a plan ahead kind of girl or are you a fly by the seat of your pants and hope it gets done kind of girl? That's a great question to ask that we should be asking ourselves for sure. Yeah, because every day we get to choose how we're going to use our time. Are we working? Are we volunteering? Are we at home taking care of children? You know, are we taking care of other family members? Are we doing projects? All of those things have responsibilities attached to them. But how are those responsibilities to other people fitting into the responsibilities I have, which are first to my family? Mm. And, you know, some people like to say yes. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. But every time you say yes, you say no to something else. And usually what goes first is sleep. And I don't know about you, Jenny, but when I don't get my sleep, I'm kind of crabby. <laughs> yeah. And I have learned that I can operate on very little sleep. And I think that this is where it's so much about knowing yourself, right? Like there's other things that I do that are detrimental that I will start to cut out like exercise or not eating healthy or drinking my water that have those similar effects. But I think that that's where we really have to really know ourselves on what it is that we immediately go to and what effects that has on our overall well-being. You're right. And so I like to ask a few questions on how the idea of managing your time impacts us. You know, if you're a person who generally runs behind, how does that make you feel? And then how do other people feel when you're behind? Because it's not just about us. It's about how what we do impacts other people's time because their time is just as valuable. And if they're waiting around, there can be the feeling of they're not important because you didn't make the time for them, but they made it for you. You know, having a handle on how we use our time is huge. And things that affect how we use our time can be really simple as, do the things in my house have a home and do they get put away? And I say that because it takes time to look for things that you don't know where they are. Yeah. And, and if things, you know, it sounds simple on one level, 
but it's also something you have to create a habit to do. If you take something out, you put it back. I have been in many situations when my kids were younger and I was a more unorganized mom. We had three kids and then we adopted three kids from Ukraine. And so I went from three to six literally overnight, but they were between the ages of seven and 13. And so doubling the kids and having eight people in the house, there was so much stuff. Oh my goodness. So I really became pretty vigilant on everybody had to put their stuff away because there's not enough room for everyone to leave their stuff all over the place. But if yeah. you can't find something, you know, picture this, all, all those moms out there, you're trying to get out the door and you've got your kids and you're trying to go somewhere, but you can't find something and everything is fine. You're in a good mood. Everything's going great. But then what happens when you can't find something? Oh, your stress completely. Your yes, your internal stress goes up. And then mom, who is really nice, is not so nice anymore. And we don't know what just happened to her. But, <laughs> I mean, really, because, because so we can't find something. Our time is wasted. We're looking for something. We take it out on, on the people in our families. And that's just really horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's about not it. fair. And I love that you have these questions and the way that you are phrasing them, because it really does make you think like, it's not just about us. It's about yes. how it affects other people. It's having that personal responsibility for the way that we are interacting with other people in our lives and, and how it affects them. Because I think so many times when we think about organization, we think about ourselves and it's an, an internal thing. And I'm just not an organized person or I'm not always on time or, you know, it's just who I am. But realizing that that isn't necessarily who you are. It's just the what you have been doing and the way that you've been organizing your time. And it really does affect other people. It's not just you being a hot mess and it just affects you. It really does have a ripple effect. Yeah. And the ripple effect is damaging to relationships. And if relationships are important to us, then those are the things we need to go to first. You know, did I forget to buy something for my kid's event at school? And if I did, why was that? Did I not write it down? It wasn't important to me, but it affected them. You know, so just little things like that. And if we value relationships, we need to value each other. And valuing each other means planning ahead for the things that we need to do. Mm. So just practically, you know, time does involve some sort of a calendar or list or knowing where you need to be, what you need to buy, what you need to do, who's counting on you during the week. And so I think it's really important to keep a weekly appointment with yourself yes. to plan your week, not to be dogmatic, but you save a whole lot of time for every minute that you spend planning, you can save 10 minutes in time. So sitting and looking at your week and figuring out you know, plugging into a calendar. And I, I really encourage writing this down every week. If you work, you know, those hours are already pre-scheduled. And when you're not working, but you also have the list of things that have to get done this week. And I just like to look at a calendar only one week at a time. Because, you know, Jenny, there are so many things that we could do. I mean, oh, let's yeah. just go forward. But working really seven days at a time. Yes. And only look at what has to be done this week. There's going to be more stuff that's going to hit this week that we didn't know about. And if it's not, you know, if the deadline is not by next Saturday, then I'm not even looking at it. So a weekly appointment with yourself, value yourself as much as you value everybody else. Keep that appointment because structuring what you need to do during the week is going to help everybody else. Yes. And don't overschedule. You know, don't have this superwoman list. It's not necessary you know, just pick the most important three things that need to be done this week and just get those done and do them well. I love that. And one of the things that I love when I was looking over 
this information that you sent with these action steps, especially looking specifically at just this week and the things that need to get done just this week. And oftentimes, like for me, I even do this on the daily. If I'm having a, a very stressful day or a day that's very full, I will look at my list and say, okay, what on this list no one's going to die over. Like, it doesn't yeah, what can be moved to get done today? And then I'll tell myself, I just have to get through today. I just have to get these things done. I don't have to worry about anything else. If I have extra time, then I can get to some of those things. But these are like the come high water. These are the things that have to get done regardless yes. of anything else. And it's just getting through today. And then following up with each day, you know, if I didn't get it done, can I move it? Yes. I like to do just a quick, visual sweep. Is everything put away before I go to bed? In the kitchen, for example, you know, is the dishwasher on? You know, is it full of dirty and turned on? Because for me, walking into a messy kitchen in the morning just about throws me in a tailspin. Because I feel like then I'm in it behind the eight ball. Because I'm like, oh, now I have to clean before I can do anything. And that's just frustrating. So anything that you can get put away where it belongs before you go to bed, lowers that visual clutter and visual clutter can definitely cause anxiety and frustration. I love that. And we're going to be talking about stress here in just a little bit. But before we get to that, a couple of weeks ago, well, probably a few months ago now, we had a guest on talking about finishing those loops. And so as you were talking about doing the dishes every single night and having that clean kitchen, it reminded me of this concept of just finishing those loops. And sometimes we get so stressed out by the loops that are unfinished, whether it's the dishes that are undone or something that's not put away, but it definitely can be more stress inducing. So we talked a little bit about time. What about money? Because you know, when we think about the stressful times in life or the busy seasons in life, Money is just one of those things that that can add to that or amplify that. But you really talk a lot about how being organized with your money can help to benefit you in some of those busy seasons. So share with me a little bit why you feel like money is something that we need to focus on when it comes to organization. Well, and money is a tool, you know, and we have to have money because we have to pay for we're going to live, <laughs> what we're going <laughs> right. to eat, what we're going to do. So money's not the evil, but it is a tool. And if we use it wisely, we can live well because money can cause us to be stressed out and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And usually it's because we haven't made our choices on how we're going to use our money ahead of time. Ooh, that's powerful. Right so there. money can, yeah, can provide feelings of security, joy, and abundance. And money can also provide feelings of stress, insecurity, and frustration. So, so a few questions I have is, you know, a real simple question. Are you able to pay your bills? You know, so knowing do I have what I need? Do I have what's required? Are the necessities covered? And then are you paying them on time? And the reason I ask that is because we were at a situation, we've had a lot of really hard, hard times in, in our marriage and with our family. And there was a period of time where, you know, we went bankrupt and we didn't have work and, you know, all the bills piled up before my husband was able to find a job. And you know, I'm sure that some people have been in a situation where you might pay a minimum payment, but if you miss that deadline, that $35 minimum has a stupid $35 late fee yes. to it. And that's frustrating. And so I was very unorganized with my bills. I felt like if I couldn't pay the whole thing, I wasn't going to pay it, which made no sense, but it was the all or nothing mentality. But learning that chipping away is important 
And I did something strategic, and I'll just share this. I took all the bills that we had and I put them in due date order on a piece of paper. So I started paying them as they were due, going through the month versus what I had available. And that was a huge shift in accomplishing and choosing ahead of time how I was going to use our money. You know, and another thing is, do you spend money that you don't have? And that's just tied to using credit cards. And another thing is, do you spend money or are you a reactionary spender? And by reactionary, it's, oh, shoot, I forgot to cook dinner. Now let's go through the drive-thru. Mm, and, right. and we all know that that's a reaction to not planning ahead, which can go back to our calendar and planning what we need to do. It's a reaction to not meal planning or grocery shopping if you didn't know when you could get that done this week. And eating out, it's just more expensive. It's just not good for you. <laughs> Right. You know, so, right. so planning ahead and organizing our money in such a way that are we able to pay what we need? Are we using our money well? Are we reacting to situations versus choosing how? You know, you're the boss of your time. You're the boss of your money. And, you know, you get to choose how it's going to be used. And if you're making bad choices, you're not going to spend well. And if we can't spend well, we can't give well and we can't share. And I love how you're positioning all of this as a choice too, because it, it truly oh, is. I mean, like I know for us, Wednesday nights are always super chaotic because we have youth group with church and my son has track. And, and so I know we are going to eat out on Wednesdays. And so it's part of our budget. It's part of like what we know. It's part of when I'm planning the meals and even with my weight loss goals and things like I, you have to take it into account. And so I think when we're talking about these things, it's making those smart choices ahead of time. So it's not a reactionary decision yes. or you find yourself in a trap where you feel like I have no option but to do something that I don't want to do, whether it's eating unhealthy or spending the money or, or spending your time in ways that are inefficient for you. So I really love this idea of making the choice to be organized, whether it's your time, money or, or anything else. And when a lot of people hear the word organization, it's either a positive or a negative reaction. There's some people who go, oh, I just love being organized. It's great. And other people go, oh my gosh, it sounds so hard. I can't do that. I'm not born organized. Absolutely. But it's not. It's a choice. It's a skill. You can learn things to be more organized in areas of your life. Now, maybe it's not your gifting for everything and that's fine. But organizing, whether it's our time, our money, our emotions and our stress, it's all a choice. So we get to choose how we're going to react or if we're going to react. And usually reacting doesn't always work out so well. Oh yeah, completely, completely. And I'll have to tell you, like there's been so many times where whether it's in work situations or social situations or helping out with the school or church or something like that, I consider myself to be somewhat organized, but I still, like there are areas of my life that are just completely disarray. Like it's just not organized at all. But I have been called organized by other people, mostly other women, almost in a way that's like not a compliment. Like, oh, well, you must be so organized. Like it's a like it's bad to be organized and it's but I, you know more real to be unorganized, but I just don't want to operate that way. Well do you think that, you know, let's just go out on a limb here, that there's an amount of envy for the people who say that in the way that seeing the organization or the fact that you're doing something well, inadvertently, internally for themselves, it points to their failure in that area. 
And maybe they just don't know how to change it or don't know how to fix it or don't know, you know, what to do about that particular area. Well, and I think too, I feel like culturally we're in this space where it's almost glamorized to be a mess. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like in an effort to make people feel okay with their disorganization, it's Mm -hmm. almost like it's the way to be is to be a hot mess or to be, you know, chaotic. And that's a badge of honor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's a reflection of not valuing other people as important. Because really, if we do put things away and we do plan ahead on how we spend our money and we do plan ahead on how we take care of ourselves, we value the people around us because we are going to be the best we can be in order to serve them well. Amen to that. And I think too, like for me, again, there are areas in my life that I am so completely disorganized in. And then there's areas that I feel like I'm, I'm doing pretty good with my organization. And part of it is that I am Enneagram nine with a strong wing of one. So my one kind of keeps me in check organizationally sometimes. But you know, when I look at those other areas of my life that are more unorganized, those are the areas where my guilt comes from, my shame comes from. Those are the areas that I feel the extra stress come from. And when I'm in a position where those are the dominating feelings or when I'm operating in those areas and things are unorganized, that's when I don't feel like I'm being used my gifts that God gave me and to be my best. I don't feel like I'm the best for the people around me. And it's just has the negative ripple effects, just like we talked about the positive ripple effects of being organized. Yep. It has those negative ripple effects come from those areas. And I know that I could improve in those areas. Again, it's a choice to make the time and effort to improve. Well, improving takes work and it takes mm-hmm. time and it takes choices. It takes action. But the benefits outweigh how it is today for people. So it's, you know, how bad does somebody want to improve their life or their family? How bad do they want to drop their stress level? And if our money is unorganized and the people that live with us, especially those of us who are married, does that cause arguments or frustrations in relationships? If you're always running late, is a spouse or a child always upset with you? You know, so the relationships and others, everybody's affected by our choices. We don't live on islands by ourselves. Of course, I would like to be on an island stay. It's pretty cool. But, <laughs> and I was just <laughs> thinking about what you just said about areas that we all can't be good in everything. It's just not possible. And the biggest, probably the biggest area in my family would agree is I do not love to cook. I do not love to meal plan. I do not love to continually feed these people three times a day. <laughs> For I, me, it is not, yes. I don't love doing it. I agree. I do it. We are eating and I don't love spending time in the kitchen doing that. I really would rather go into someone's hot mess room and do something about that. You know, that's where I, I soar and I thrive and I love that. I like problem solving those areas. And, you know, if we need to outsource things that will, you know, save us time and money, then outsourcing is also another way to handle the things that we're not good at. No, I do not have a personal chef. That would be a dream. But <laughs> you know, outsourcing the things that we can outsource that eliminates family arguing. For example, maybe someone doesn't have time and never can quite get to getting the house cleaned. And there's a bone of contention in that family because of that. Well, outsource it. Yeah. Take that away from the internal relationship, but get it done somehow. It doesn't have to be you. And delegate, delegate, delegate. That's key in getting things done. 
Amen to that. I'm a huge advocate for delegating because I think sometimes we do feel like we have to do it all, but really you can just be like the director of it all. And like this person needs to do this. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And just assign tasks to people and then let them take care of it. And then you can come in behind and, and check. And I feel like this is a great segue into this last piece about really talking about stress, because I feel like this is where when the stress gets high, I always say when stress gets high, like our our logical sense goes low, like when the emotions start to go up. (laughs) And I feel like organization is a logical piece, right? Whether it's physical organization or time organization, it's really having logic to our lives. And so when stress and emotion go high and logic goes low, that's typically when organization goes out the window. So talk to us a little bit on why there's such an important correlation between the two and how we can kind of go against the grain of what naturally we want to just like let organization go when stress comes and how we can do something different. Well, when we take the time to plan ahead, how we're going to spend our money and how we're going to spend our time. If you think about the stress that we have in our lives, a lot of it is because we're unprepared in some area for Mm -hmm. something. We're just unprepared. So we didn't plan ahead for an event, a thing or whatever. And so the, the not being prepared causes the arguments, causes the stress to go up and the negative emotions we feel towards ourselves, you know, negative feelings or arguments that come with other people because we weren't prepared. Are we letting people down? Are we letting ourselves down? So really a lot of stress is because we're not, not prepared. We're not organized on some level. Now there's always the things that are thrown at us in life that have nothing to do with whether or not we have prepared or organized our schedules or our finances or our calendars or our kids. You know, things that are being hit, you know, that we're being hit by other people, things that happen to other family members, friends, you know, and those things do cause stress, but the things that you can control and then you can manage, you will make your life a lot easier to handle. And then we get to choose, you know, that's the best news of all is we get to choose what kind of life do I want to live? You may not be able to change your circumstances overnight, but you can make daily choices that change the direction of your life. So even if that is starting to do a weekly, a weekly family meeting or weekly calendar or weekly budget, the other thing that we need to think about is how do we care for ourselves? Yeah. How are we taking care of ourselves? Because if we are not taking care of ourselves, we cannot show up well for anybody else. So true. If our tank is empty, We surely can't fill anybody else's up. And so identifying what are the things that cause me the most stress? And then how would I feel if I wasn't stressed? And looking at how could it be or how could I feel? And I see that it can be different, but it's a choice that I need to make. Mm -hmm. And a decision, I can live a different life. I don't have to live like this, you know, and whatever this is. I mean, yes, I'm not saying that you can, you know, quit your job and, go live on an island, but maybe you could. (laughs) Maybe you could. If you made some small choices along the way, that could eventually be your outcome. Absolutely. If it's on your vision board, then go for it. But, you know, we have the ability to choose to live our life in a different way, to choose to lower our stress and take care of us. So if we have less stress, we naturally have more energy. And when we have more energy, we can show up well for our husbands and our children and our work and for the people that count on us. Yes, absolutely. You know, as you're you're talking about that, I was reminded of our our free course that we have, the weekly success planning. 
And that's the very first lesson in that course is, is identifying how you want to feel in your life and then identifying what that looks like in all of the different eight areas that we talk about, whether it's in your faith or your marriage or your parenting, but really like thinking about how you want to feel and making that choice of looking at what that would look like in those different areas. And then going through the process of creating a gap analysis of where you are now compared to that and what you need to do differently in order to get to where you want to go. And and then those small actions that you can take on that weekly basis in order to get there. So I love that you're that you're sharing this as a part of a process of being more organized and decreasing the stress in your life because it's so key. I think especially as working moms, sometimes we're so busy, we forget to stop and think, how do I really want this life to go? Because we get so caught up in the everyday of this is what needs to get done and things that need to be taken care of. And we get so busy that we don't ever stop to think, what do I actually want? And how do I want this life to go? And, and am I doing the things necessary to contribute to the marriage that I want to have or to be the mom that I want to be or even to the career and the goals that I want to achieve? Am I actually doing the things that will bring those results that I want? And, you know, as busy working women, we can do these things, you know, we can get the results we want. We just have to map out what is it going to take. Mm-hmm. But investing the time to map it out is important, you know, because flying by the seat of our pants doesn't work well for very long. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about some of these these action steps that we can take with everything that we've talked about with with time and money and stress. I know a, a large part of what you do is kind of that physical environment, which we're going to have you on in a couple weeks to talk a little bit about some of those spaces and give us some practical tips. But as we're kind of closing out our conversation today, what action steps would you think that that someone who's listening to this being like, yeah, I want to make those better choices. I want to choose to not have that stress in my life. What would be those things that you would recommend that they do? The first thing is to plan a weekly time with yourself to map out your week. And I think that's very important because we're so easy to do everything for everybody else and tell ourselves, okay, you know, Sunday afternoon, I am going to plan my schedule but something else comes up and we can push that aside. Say, well, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Well, I'm guilty of that. And I'm sure other people can be guilty of that. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll do it later. But not honoring ourselves and our families enough to say, you know what, this is non-negotiable. And what, whenever that is during the week, you know, I don't really care when it is, but it needs to happen at some point. And it needs to be a weekly appointment, hopefully on the same day every week. So you can, you know, you can have your seven day cycle. But Planning where you need to be, who you need to show up for is the first thing. Get sleep that you need. That's the second thing. (laughs) Getting your sleep so that you can show up well. Don't watch that last episode at 10 o'clock at night of whatever your favorite show is because you just want to know. Because every time we say yes, we say no to something else. And those things that we say no to might be the things that we should be saying yes to. So having some sort of a schedule looking at it every week and scheduling in self-care. And what does self-care look like to you and to me is going to be different. Some people enjoy reading. Some people enjoy running. Some people enjoy exercising or crafts or whatever we do that makes us fill up our emotional tank. And when our emotional tank is full, we have what we need to give to other people. So making sure self-care is part of our week. I love that. 
and it for me, you have to do it every day, but yeah, during that week that you know it's just about you. And I learned about self care because my husband and I, our marriage was falling apart, and we were at a crisis marriage center in Georgia for a week because that was like the last straw, or we were done. And I remember sitting there and somebody, because my life was miserable and out of control and unorganized and chaotic. I had not taken care of myself in years. And when they talked about self-care, I had no idea what they were talking about. Like they're talking about self-care and I felt like it was a foreign language. I don't even know what that means. But it was one of the most important things I've ever learned is if we do not take care of ourselves, we cannot show up well for anyone else. And once I started doing that, it made a difference Mm -hmm. because I wasn't running on empty. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for me, the biggest form of self-care that I have is my planning time because I know it brings me sanity later Mm -hmm. on in the week. It gives me confidence going into the week, knowing that everything is set and I make it enjoyable. Like I, I sit in my favorite chair, I have a cup of coffee made just the way that I want it to be. Usually I have some kind of music playing in the background or listening to another podcast or something while I'm doing my planning. And it's time I really enjoy time to myself to plan each and every single week. That's truly is my self-care is being able to plan my upcoming week. Because then you have, then you know, you're going to show up well for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it does a number for my stress level and confidence going into that week, knowing that nothing's going to get left behind. I love this. Now, Monique, one of the things I wanted to share with the audience as we're leaving is you have some really great resources on your website for anyone who's looking to declutter, to create more organization. I know that you even offer free calls with people just to see if working with a personal organizer is really what they need in their life. So can you share a little bit about the resources that you provide? Sure. I'm going to have a um, printable available for any of the listeners on what we talked about today with some questions and some action steps and benefits to being organized that I would love for you to download and look at if you think it would help you. But I do offer free phone calls to just discuss whatever you want to talk about and get some tips and ideas on organizing your space, your calendar, your money, your home. And I also offer virtual organizing consulting services. So we could meet over Zoom Voxer, email, and I can coach you through organizing spaces in your home and helping you get areas of your life organized as well. Beautiful. Fantastic. And we are going to be having you back to talk about how we can organize real practically our kitchen and then also the master bedroom because it is spring cleaning time. It's spring is upon us. And I know I'm itching to get organizing and going through some things in my house. So Where can people find you in the meantime on social media? What's your website? Where can they learn more? My website is www.organizingyourchaos.com. And the same with Facebook and Pinterest, Organizing Your Chaos. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I look forward to having you back in a few weeks. Thank you so much, Jenny. I appreciate it. And there you go. I hope that there were little golden nuggets of wisdom and encouragement that you found in today's episode. Now, remember, putting together this organization in your life, starting to create these systems in your life, it can be hard at first, but give yourself grace. Know that over time, it will become easier and you won't have to think about it as much, which is so incredibly freeing. Because when you don't have to think about 
organizing your life or organizing your home and it's just there, it allows you to be able to focus on the things that truly matter most in life. It allows you to be able to be closer to God, serve your family, and love on others. I'm excited to have Monique back in a couple more weeks sharing some really practical tips on how we can organize different areas of our house. So first, she's going to walk us through our kitchen, and then a couple weeks later, she'll be back to walk us through our master bedrooms, which, by the way, is an area that tends to be one of the last rooms that we tackle. So I'm really excited to have her back. Now, in the meantime, we have a couple other really great episodes for you. Specifically, next week, we're going to be talking all about getting into the Word of God. And I'm going to be sharing with you some different strategies. If you ever find yourself in your morning routine, opening your Bible and being like, I don't even know where to begin, I'm going to walk you through some Bible study strategies to help you go deeper into the Word of God. Just because the episode's over doesn't mean that we have to stop hanging out. Of course, you can follow me over on Instagram at your.life.rocks or hop on over to Facebook, search Your Life Rocks and find our Facebook community. It is full of working Christian moms just like you, looking to redefine what balance means in their life and take action to make it so. Now, if you are looking for more, if you are ready to go deeper, to really create the systems to bring more balance into your life and help you clear the chaos, I invite you to join Life Balance Membership. You can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more or upgrade right inside of the Your Life Rocks app. You can find that on iTunes or Google Play. Looking for more resources? Head on over to yourliferocks.com. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.